0: My name is Phil Stinson, and I'm a professor in the Criminal Justice Program at Bowling Green State University. In this episode of the Police Integrity Loss Podcast, I'd like to discuss our most recent semi-annual Research Performance Progress Report, which was filed with the U.S. Department of Justice in January 2014. In the Research Performance Progress Report, there are a number of mandatory reporting areas and a number of optional reporting areas. I'm going to go through some of those in this episode. In terms of the accomplishments of the research project during this six-month reporting period, I'm going to briefly discuss what was done and what was learned. The purpose of the research project is to promote police integrity by gaining a better understanding of police crime and agency responses to officer arrests. This study provides a wealth of data on a phenomenon that relates directly to police integrity, data that police executives have not previously had access to because the information did not exist in any usable format. In the previous reporting period, we substantially completed tasks 1 through 4 of our project timeline, which were 100% complete, task 5 was 95% complete, task 6 was 75% complete, task 7 was 86.5% complete, task 10 was 82% complete, task 11 was ongoing, and task 12 was 15% complete. Task 8, 9, 13, 14, 15, and 16 had not yet been undertaken. On January 28, 2014, we again revised the project timeline. As of the close of business on December 31, 2013, tasks 1 through 5 are 100% complete. Task 6 is 95% complete. Task 7 is 97% complete. Task 8 is 100% complete. Task 9 is 20% complete. Task 10 is 95% complete. Task 11 is ongoing. Task 12 is 20% complete. Task 13 and 14 are 100% complete. Task 15 is 85% complete, and Task 16 had not yet been undertaken. The revised timeline is available to listeners of this podcast episode upon request. As of the close of business on December thirty-first, 2013, a total of 8,880 police crime arrest cases involving 7,396 individual officers have been logged in our integrated relational, object-oriented, and digital imaging database. The arrested officers were employed by 2,816 non-federal law enforcement agencies in 1,396 counties and independent cities in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Of these, 6,799 cases involved 5,580 individual officers arrested for one or more crimes during the time period of January 1, 2005 through December 31, 2011. The officers arrested in years 2005 through 2011 were employed by 2,339 non-federal law enforcement agencies in 1,212 counties and independent cities in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Included in the database are cases from the years 2012 and 2013, which are not included in this NIJ study, including 1,100 and 11 arrest cases for officers arrested during the year 2012 and 970 arrest cases for officers arrested during the year 2013. Prior to July 1, 2013, there were 8,154 police crime arrest cases involving 6,853 individual sworn law enforcement officers that had previously been logged in our database. Thus, during this reporting period, we added 726 new police crime arrest cases and 543 more sworn officers to our database. The new cases include 141 additional cases involving 21 individual officers who were arrested during the years 2005 through 2011. In sum, during this reporting period, we expanded our database of known police crime arrest cases by 8.2 percent overall which is an increase of 2.1 percent for the study years 2005 through 2011 arrest cases. The project utilizes OnBase, an enterprise-level content management database system. We continue to make enhancements and deploy customized application integrations to support the research project. The integrated project database includes a digital imaging database with a full-text search optical character recognition search engine, a relational and object-oriented database, and an electronic coding instrument. The project database also includes a video file object-oriented database that is integrated within OnBase. The integrated relational and digital imaging database includes electronic case login procedures and allows us to structure and search data in different ways for content analyses. The video database is used to triangulate data obtained from television news sources as a supplement to our other database libraries. Coding of content is completed using a customized coding instrument that is based on a customized version of the IBM SPSS Data Collection Data Entry Author and Interviewer software applications. The coding instrument system pulls information from the relational database into the on-screen coding instrument for each case to be coded, thus reducing coder duplication of effort and the potential for coding errors. We continue to make enhancements to our project database and on base. During this reporting period, we designed and deployed an electronic coding instrument that creates an electronic facsimile of the project's paper coding sheets for each case that has been coded with the coding instrument. The electronic coding instruments are imported and indexed in OnBase in Microsoft Word files so that coded data can be retrieved and viewed without viewing a raw spreadsheet data file. Throughout this project, we have found that training and routine periodic retraining of graduate student research assistants and the process of coding the content of case file records is more time consuming and slower than we anticipated when we developed the project timeline. Implementation of the electronic coding instrument has allowed us to streamline data coding processes, reduce potential coding and data entry errors, and ensure a high degree of intercoder reliability. The digital imaging database includes 242,998 pages of digital images, including 188,883 scanned pages and 54,115 imported pages. These digital image files consist of 19,526 TIF case document files, 20,019 TIFF coding sheet document files, 2,479 electronic coding sheet Microsoft Word files, and 5,418 PDF PACER document files. Of these, 54,115 pages were added since July 1, 2013, and these consist of 2663 case document files, 4510 coding sheet document files, 283 document PDF document files, and 2479 electronic coding instrument Microsoft Word document files. The PACER files consist of 70,153 pages of federal court docket sheets, pleadings, court orders, sentencing records, and other docket entries. The electronic coding instruments consist of 52,059 pages in Microsoft Word document files that were created electronically from an SPSS data file for all of the cases that were coded using the IBM SPSS interviewer electronic coding instrument thus making it possible to examine coded data for each case in OnBase without having to resort to the original data file spreadsheet. Also included in the database were 1267 news media video files. In sum, our Enhanced Content Management System database currently includes more than 244,265 pages and object-oriented files of news articles, court records, news videos, and coding sheets that document the criminal arrests of more than 7,396 police officers since the beginning of 2005. The arrested officers were employed by non-federal state, local, special, and tribal law enforcement agencies in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. There are three major goals of the research project. The first goal of this research is to determine the nature and extent of police crime in the United States. The second goal is to determine what factors influence how a police organization responds to the arrest of officers. The third and final goal of the research is to foster police integrity by exploring whether police crime and officer arrests correlate with other forms of police misconduct. During this reporting period there was one opportunity for training and professional development. I delivered a one-hour presentation on the project's major findings at a mini-conference on police misconduct that was sponsored by the American Psychological Association's Division on Psychologists and Public Service Section on Police and Public Safety in July 2013 as part of the annual meeting of the American Psychological Association, which was held in Honolulu, Hawaii. During this reporting period, there were a number of efforts to disseminate the results of the research project to communities of interest. Results were disseminated to communities of interest through the writing and publication of referee journal articles, magazine articles, and research briefs. We also maintain a project website and blog, and produce a monthly audio podcast that is available on iTunes. We proactively disseminate our research results to communities of interest. To that end, we have engaged in outreach activities to reach members of communities who are not usually aware of these research activities for the purpose of enhancing public understanding and increasing interest in learning and careers in criminological research. We've published three short research and brief articles reporting our research findings in Police Chief, a practitioner-oriented magazine published by the International Association of Chiefs of Police. We also make PDF copies of one-sheet research briefs available that explain our research study findings, and they're available on our website, which is www.bgsu.edu forward slash, Police Integrity Lost, and we also post timely project-related entries on our blog at blogs.bgsu.edu forward slash pilproject. Additionally, we distribute audio podcasts on iTunes where we discuss the research project, studies, and related findings. The web analytic reports for the Police Integrity Lost Project blog indicate that for the time period July 1, 2013 through December 31, 2013, There were 341 unique visitors to the blog. Traffic to the blog was primarily from the United States, about 89%, where visitors to the blog were located in 119 cities in 37 states. There were also visitors to the blog from 15 foreign countries, including India, the Philippines, the United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, Australia, Indonesia, Hong Kong, Japan, Kenya, Cambodia, Liotho, Malaysia, Thailand, and Vietnam. Traffic to the blog included organic search traffic, 47.5%, direct traffic, which was 39.5%, and referrals, 4.9%. The Police Integrity loss podcast is available on iTunes domestically as well as internationally, and interested persons can stream, download, and or subscribe to the podcast audio files directly from the iTunes client application. Web analytics for the iTunes podcast episodes indicates that for this reporting period, There were 1,333 MP3 file hits, indicating that there were 1,333 instances when someone either streamed, that is, listened to, all or part of one of our podcast episodes, and or downloaded MP3 audio files. Of those hits, the largest number of requests directed to our pod server to stream and or download the MP3 audio files during this reporting period was 141 hits for the Police Crime Research Findings podcast episode, which is Police Integrity Laws podcast episode 13, and 133 hits for the Police Crime Sexual Misconduct podcast episode, which was episode 11. There are a few optional categories in the Research Performance Progress Report. In terms of the project research products that have been produced, We've produced four peer-reviewed journal articles, three research brief trade magazine articles, six one-sheet research briefs, 17 MP3 audio podcast episodes, and 13 research presentations. In another optional area of the Research Performance Progress Report, we report on the impact of the project and how it's contributed. Several months ago, I was recognized by the Metropolitan Police Department in Washington, D.C., in recognition for my assistance during the past two years in responding to research-related inquiries from the police department. In terms of changes or problems to the project that were encountered during the reporting period, a six-month no-cost extension was approved by the National Institute of Justice on August 14, 2013, because it's taken longer for us to complete the content analysis than originally expected. The new project end date is June 30th, 2014. Currently, the final draft technical report is due to be submitted no later than March 31st, 2014. Pursuant to the newly revised timeline, we now anticipate that the final draft technical report will be submitted to NIJ on or before April 30th, 2014. That concludes this episode of the Police Integrity Loss Podcast. The project is supported by award number 2011 IJCX0024, awarded by the National Institute of Justice, Office of Justice Programs, United States Department of Justice. The opinions, findings, and conclusions or recommendations expressed in this podcast are those of the author and do not necessarily reflect those of the Department of Justice. This podcast episode was recorded at Bowling Green State University in Bowling Green, Ohio. For more information on the research project, please go to www.bgsu.edu forward slash